This is episode 51, Creating Opportunities with Mark Ruiz, part 1. Mabuhay and welcome to the Best of You podcast, the home of inspiration for Filipinos around the world. Here's another inspiring interview designed to help you grow, impact, and become the best version of yourself. Is someone getting the This episode is sponsored by Impact Hub Manila. Impact Hub Manila is an incubator, co-working, and event space for a membership community of entrepreneurs, activists, creatives, and professionals taking action to drive positive social and environmental change. Since their opening on June 1, 2015, they welcomed more than 2,000 innovators held over 40 events, and count more than 100 hubbers. With more than 11,000 members in more than 73 impact hubs across the world and 30 in the making, visit them on www.impacthub.ph and follow Impact Hub Manila on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And you may also visit them at Impact Hub Manila in 5th Floor, Green Sun, 2285 Chino Rosses Avenue Extension in Makati. Hey guys and welcome to today's episode. So grateful that you are making time out of your day to listen to the home of inspiration for Filipinos around the world. And do we have a special episode for you today. Mark Ruiz, an amazing, amazing man who professes a deep love for this country. And not only says it, but expresses his love in how he helps other Filipinos in this country. Amazing social entrepreneur. He is a graduate of the Ateneo in, you know, here in Manila. And he's the founder of two social enterprises that help start micro and small businesses. So Happy Noi helps women in rural communities put up and sustain profitable Sari Sari stores significantly improving the lives of their families. Meanwhile, the other organization that he helped co-found was Rags to Riches, which helps artisans from impoverished communities produce and market designer products. So these programs have empowered women to become catalysts for change and help thousands of families and communities all over the country. So this man is a difference maker. I really do appreciate that he met time out of his busy schedule to share with us today. So without further ado, the one and only Mark Ruiz. So Mark, let me start with the question I ask all my guests. So okay. look back at the last 24 hours. All right. What has given you joy? The last 24 hours. Well, uh, in the last 24 hours, the thing that's given me the most joy was actually uh, our Happy Night Team meeting. Okay. So I just really like, uh, I just like it when our group really gets together and uh, jams together and, and of course it tends to be intense uh, but it's always fun and so that, that gives me joy whenever uh, and you know right after the team meeting when people split up and I just hear our office like in this all of these arguments and laughter mixed with all of these like teasing and all of these things but at the same time getting things done that gives me joy and like people sometimes 
well, uh, the Habibs, as we call them, as we call ourselves. Sometimes they, they don't know, but like, I'm just like, just love that atmosphere in the office where there's just so much humming uh, all around. Mm. Yeah. Oh, excellent. So it's just observing that culture in action as... Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't even see it, like, I mean, because like I'm in the room, but like I just hear it and, and, and you know, that just, it energizes me. Yeah. yeah. So energizes you, does it remind you of us, of uh, why you started the organization or why you give you further fuel to continue? It does. It absolutely, absolutely does. I mean, uh, when we were starting, the, the main motivation uh, really was to help nanas and Sari Sari store owners. Yeah. But, but you know, as, as we've been growing, uh, an equally important motivation now for me is really watching this team grow. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's just so exciting to see that unfold. Mm. So let me ask two questions here. Yeah. One is towards your organization and yeah. one is towards you, the individual. Okay. So what, what's made you most proud? What moments has made you most proud on, on your journey in Happy Noi? Okay. And the other um, question would be in terms of compliment that you receive maybe from clients or someone external or in the country, outside the country, that re a compliment that really meant a lot to you. So uh -huh. if you can, sorry, that's two pieces of the question, but you, I'll give you freedom to okay. answer that. I guess one is the organizational level and the, the other is on, on, on me as an individual. Mm. Um, well, I always go back to, um, this is the pause, which will be edited by our sound editor. <laughs> But in terms of the organization, there have been quite a number of milestones in our in our journey, and I think the the thing that I'm most proud about is whenever I go around and visit our stores. Yeah. Uh, and again, obviously, what gives you a sense of accomplishment is seeing the numbers week in and week out when there are like team reports. But but for me, these are numbers on a Excel, presented on a PowerPoint, projected yeah. in our on our conference room. But, but what really gives me you know, joy and a sense of accomplishment is when I go out and actually visit our nanas and to talk to them and to listen to them. And again, the way we approach our nanas in Happy Noi is not, they're not passive beneficiaries. Let me tell you, they are some of the most aggressive <laughs> and hard-headed, stubborn people also on the planet. Uh, but what gives me joy is that when I listen to their stories before Happy Noi, during Happy Noi, with what's happening to their business, with what's happening to their family, with, what, with what's happening to themselves, to their selves, uh, that, that, I mean, of course we've been recognized uh, by different institutions, but all of that is, I wouldn't say, uh, all of that is good good things to the mix but it's not the main dish it's, it's yes. a great dessert yes uh, but the main dish is actually seeing the stories of our nanas unfold especially mm. when when I talk to them face to face mm. uh, that's 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 one um, and this is because just last week we spent a couple of days with quite a number of them and then so that's why this memory is still very stark uh, on the individual level well, I'll go back again to last week. Because yeah. like, I was talking to uh, one nanai, one store owner. Sorry, a lot of it's happy now. Uh, but like, one of the best compliments I received is that he's, she said, uh, 
you know you have you have started and built something good uh, but the other thing she said you know you have such a really great team because uh, for the you know a number of the team were there yeah. uh, during our we call it Buhay Ang Buhay Sa Pinoy which is basically our uh, training program for our nanas. and yeah and that's what she said so normally in these sessions we have breakouts so I was talking with one I said, that's what she said you know you have, you're doing something good you've started and mm-hmm. built something good of course recognizing that uh, I had helped start it but the other thing was you know we have such a great team mm-hmm. and we feel uh we feel how, of course she said it in Filipino, but basically she said, we feel that culture of really being sincere in what they do in order to partner and help us. Mm. Partner with us and help us, yeah. So for my selfish benefit, could yeah. you say that in Tagalog? As okay. I'm learning Tagalog, just <laughs> okay, all right, exactly all right. that phrase she Okay, used. okay. Alam niyo po, maganda itong nasimulan niyo sa Happy Noy at malaking tulong po sa amin ito. Tapos ang isa pa, nakikita kong uh, lakas sa inyo, uh, is yung, mga, yung team na Happy Noy, grabe sila magtrabaho at, nararam, at ramdam na ramdam talaga namin kung paano sila tunay na tumutulong sa amin. Oh, yeah. good. I'll, I'll be breaking that down later. And, uh, <laughs> it's good for me. It's good. Oh, very good. Very interested in your sources of inspiration, yeah. but is there a particular quote that really has helped you? Yeah, there are quite a number. One quote is that no amount of walking on the wrong road will take you where you want to go. Uh, so that's, that's just so striking. It, it captures everything about my life. No amount of walking on the right mm. road will take you... Or, uh, sorry, no amount of walking on the wrong road will take you where you want to go. Uh, that's the story of my life. The other story of my life is um, the event is not important, but the response to the event is everything. Mm. Uh, I should probably Google who are the ones who, who wrote that or who said that. Yeah, but those are basically the two themes of my life. Uh, and the first pertains to making sure that this is the path and this is the journey that has been laid out for you. Yeah. And that's connecting to obviously uh, a higher sense of purpose, a higher yeah. being, uh, and trying to really reflect and think and continuously sense checking that you're on that road. Mm. And the other is that that road is gonna be very bumpy and it's gonna be filled up with so many hurdles and bumps and even zigzags. Uh, but then that's where I default to the other saying, which is, the event is not important, but the response to the event is everything. Uh, it's really how you bounce back. It's really how you move forward. It's really, because bleep happens, right? So, but you just do what you have to do after that. Yeah. I really like that, at the analogy of the road. Yeah. We yeah. always talk about roadblock, but actually, that's powerful. I'm actually yeah. later on. I want to go back to this. Yeah, sure. About the uh, wrong road and the right road. Yeah. This, is, this is powerful. What's the best advice, Mark, you ever got? Okay. Well, I have a. There are a number. I have so many mentors that have that have helped me out. Um, but one, I have a spiritual director. Uh, his name is Father Ted Gonzalez, hmm. 
and one of the things he always talks about is uh, integrity. Yeah. And so, um, one of the things I learned from him is that you can't have different faces. Meaning, integrity obviously is doing the right thing. Yeah. But the way he framed integrity, I really liked it. It's it's making sure that there's a unity to yourself, uh, that there are no masks, that who you are at work, at home, with your wife, with your colleagues at work, with your friends, with your family, there's just one whole. So that, that kind of integrity. Because when, when the lines are blurred and you're just one person going about your day 24 hours a day, then you can live a fuller life. Then you can live a more meaningful life. Mm. And, and, and that's the way I've, I've ever since, you know, it, it's not over, it didn't happen overnight. And, and of course, it's not like that's something I've mastered on total perfection. Uh, but, but that's something I've, I've tried to live by. Mm. And ever since I started absorbing that, it made my life more rich. Mm. It made my relationships definitely deeper, more meaningful. And it made my work, uh, it gave my work so much sense. Yeah. Because there's just that unity. There's yeah. that integrity. Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah. So tell me about books. Has there been, this is all in the field of th books that have personally helped you. Uh, if I were to ask you to recommend one book to our listeners, uh, hey. which one would it be? Well, uh, so I was a corporate guy that decided to become a social entrepreneur. And one of the, I read two books, but I'll just recommend one uh, that really influenced my thinking. Yeah. And that is Banker to the Poor by Muhammad Yunus. Yeah. Uh, so it's, Muhammad Yunus is the, one of the fathers of microfinance, uh, started the largest, uh, my, one of the largest microfinance institutions in the world, Grameen uh, Bank. But what I like about that book so much is that he talks about how he started it, but all the challenges he faced at every single step of the way. Uh, because that made it real. Uh, it wasn't like, oh, one day I woke up, wanted to start Green Bank, and suddenly it's this huge microfinance institution helping millions and millions of people. It was like he had to deal with so many things in his entire journey, and he conti still continues to do so. But that was so pivotal to me. Uh, the other thing I took away uh, is that he was able to combine uh, a way to help with uh, a sustainability model. So there was an economic way uh, by which he was able to help. Uh, economically sustainable way. Excellent. Yeah, that's a, he's got an amazing story. It is, yeah, story. it is. So when you think of the word successful, uh -huh. who comes to mind? Sorry for sounding like a broken record, but I can't help but think of our happy noy nanais. Mm. Uh, because their stories are really amazing. Uh, and I'm not trying to over-romanticize this, but it's just that, you know, I come from a fairly privileged background, but when I talk with our Sari Sari store owners, uh, a lot of them started with nothing. Mm. And it's that kind of grit and determination uh, and drive to be able to, you know, to get their businesses started and thriving. So, I mean, that, that for me is 
is success, meaning the starting from very little and being able to make so much of it. Uh, and again, the part of that success there is that the fruits of their labor uh, is directed for their, not for themselves, frankly, it's for others, it's for their families. Uh, and so that's, that's my combination of success, which is basically being able to uh, make something out of nothing mm. or of little and being able to do it in such a way that it benefits others. Excellent. Now we're going to my favorite part of the show, okay. <laughs> which is adversity, which is setbacks. We were talking about this before we yes. pressed the record button. So from your, your journey, and you can talk about your time in corporate or your transition out of corporate into yeah. the social entrepreneur, you can look at any aspect of your life, but a setback, you're even, you can go back to your childhood. Yeah. <laughs> even, but I want you to think about a setback or failure, as whatever term you want to call it, yeah. where you learn the most from. Where do I start? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I talked about that quote that I like about the event is not important, mm. uh, but the response to the event is everything. And obviously these events in my life have been about challenging events mm. or failures or moments of rejection. Uh, and so... One thing that always comes back to mind is how, so I really wanted to work for Unilever, uh, and I got rejected twice actually. Mm. Uh, the first time I was rejected, it was for their program called Business Week, which is basically uh, a select set of students yeah. that would then be able to get shortlisted to get onto their management training program. And so I didn't get in, mm. and that was, that was, uh, you know, that was like a, a jolt. Uh, and then I tried to apply again a second time. And then I, not for Business Week, but to work with the company. And then I got rejected again. Mm. Uh, but on my second rejection, the HR director sat down with me uh, and talked to me and gave me the reasons why I was actually rejected. Uh, and, and she told me that uh, I was too talkative <laughs> <laughs> and that I was uh, yeah it seemed that I was just too nervous and it was true because I was too nervous because uh, I had over prepared because I had already missed the boat the first time yeah. and the second time I was like I went through their website and like looked at all the questions that they would be asking job applicants and all of that so I was over prepared so Whenever they would ask a question, I would like answer five questions already. Because like, I know that this is from their website and these are the other questions they, they would ask, et cetera, et cetera. And anyway, to cut a long story short, after getting rejected twice, I, I got to talk to the HR director. And then we had a very strong conversation about why I really wanted to join. Mm -hmm. And I guess, and I think she got to know me a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And then I finally got in. Uh, now, this is not, I guess, failure at the massive degree, getting rejected. But, but, yeah. but I guess, honestly, uh, uh, I just thought that it would be easy to get in, honestly. Mm -hmm. And so to be rejected twice was like, uh, you know, something I wasn't prepared for. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that, you know, rejection is part of the game. Yeah. Uh, and that you won't get everything you want. 
But what's just important is even when you're rejected, you just continue on. Mm. And I've carried that, I, I used this example from 15 years ago because from that point in time till today, I deal with rejection or failure uh, or mistakes all the time. But it doesn't phase me anymore. Mm. Uh, because that's part of the game. Uh, so, quote unquote, winning for me, you know, is just uh, a one word way of saying not giving up. Mm. Uh, yeah, and so you could take that through my entire life uh, since that point in time we're in. Yeah, because like even when I was already working, uh, every time I would hear can't do that or no, find a way. Uh, when we were starting out at Happy Noi, all the people who said no in the beginning, I always believed that, okay, people will say no, but there will be people who will say yes. Mm. And the people who have said no initially, one day they will say yes. Mm. Or if they don't change their minds to say yes, they'll regret saying no. Mm. And so that's, that's become pretty much a life principle from that point in time. Uh, and so in Happy No, I could talk, you know, wax poetic about so many of our failures yeah. or so many of the times we got rejected. Uh, but it no longer faces me uh, until today. Actually, mm, you got me really reflecting here uh, because this is a powerful word, rejection. Yeah. And I yeah. just on the interest of sharing, yeah. like, I've been rejected many times, uh -huh. and I'm thinking multiple examples. Uh -huh. um, I got fired from my first job. Uh -huh. I went for many internal promotions in my corporate job, uh -huh. and exactly like you, I, interviews where I they said no, and I was devastated. I'm actually thinking of <laughs> asking out girls, you know, um, and then getting rejected by them. Devastated as a in my twenties or as a teenager. <laughs> so rejection can paralyze people. Yeah, it can absolutely. And I remember. I'm smiling now, but it's, well, let's use the, the the female example. Yeah, I remember being rejected by a girl I like, and it paralyzed me. Then I was yeah. like, okay, I can't ask any girl, and I was out. Or, okay, that's a personal example, but we talked about maybe we talk about corporate examples. How can, and I love the what you described. How can someone, what practical advice would you give for someone to build the resilience towards that fear of rejection? Well, on a very practical level, obviously, I don't know the science behind this, so I'll just speak from experience. Mm. The first is allow yourself to feel bad. Because uh, if you... I, I allowed myself to feel bad. Uh, and, you know, because, like, you have to acknowledge that. That, damn, it feels bad to feel rejected. Uh, but don't wallow too long in feeling bad. I think so. I think if you don't let that emotion simmer or bubble up that you feel bad and re you repress it, then the tendency will be I will avoid rejection and then I just won't try again. So allow yourself to feel bad and, and sorry to say this, but acclimate yourself with that feeling <laughs> of feeling bad because it will happen again. Uh, but but 
so my turnaround time, and it will be different from for a lot of people, is like one night's sleep. So I feel I feel very very bad. Can't do anything about it right now, but I'll, I'll sleep, and then in the morning, I'm refreshed. It's a new day. Then, of course, there's still vestiges of that emotion, but then you have a clearer head, and then you start dissecting what happened, what went wrong, mm. uh, and what would you do differently, mm. uh, and then try again. Yeah. And so that's that's just my very simple formula or cycle. So allow yourself to feel bad, get over it, get a good night's sleep, and the next day when you're feeling, you know, a little less emotional, mm. look at it very objectively yeah. and then start dissecting it. Yeah. I myself keep like a, a daily journal. You do? Yeah. So I write my thoughts every single morning and so I always reflect on the days, previous day's events. So obviously those negative events come in but also positive events. And so I really uh, chew on it. I really yeah. chew on, uh, yeah, chew on all the events that go on in my life. Can you, if you mind, yeah. uh, sharing? What, what, is there a standard question that you ask yourself every morning uh, while you journal, or what was? Yeah. Can you just tell us just a bit more about the? You yeah. don't have to tell us the content of yeah, the yeah. journal, but okay. just in terms of the how you go about it, because I'm yeah. fascinated by this right now. Okay, cool. Well, I think. Uh, well, I have a, I have a. I have a routine. So I think what's very important, uh, especially in terms of productivity, is like routine, routines that you establish. And so uh, every single morning that I wake up, uh, of course, I'm married, and so I look at my wife and check her out. Okay, give her a kiss. Uh, be grateful that it's the start of a new day. Uh, go out, make coffee, and then I listen to a couple of uh, things. One is, uh, one is just like silence. So I have like an app just on silence for three minutes. Uh, and then I have a Just With podcast that I listen to. But I'm going to add Best of You. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that just gets me in the mood. Oh, by the way, and I make coffee. So by this time, I already have my cup of coffee in my hand. And then, uh, and then I turn, open my laptop and then get in my journal. Yeah. So the journal I use is an app called Day One. Uh, so it's, it's very powerful because it syncs across all my devices. Uh, and so what I basically do is that I look at my calendar the previous day. And so I just, well, uh, just go over, my, over the events of the day. Mm. Uh, and so like, oh, this is what happened in the morning. And these are the thoughts that came up. Mm. So basically, it's just easy to say, okay, I went to a meeting. Or it's just easy to say that I had dinner with my wife or I had yeah. lunch with a business partner. Uh, but what I try to surface in my journal are the thoughts that were the thoughts and reflections I've had, again, on these specific activities mm. and events. Uh, and I try to be conscious uh, also of why I did certain things or how I reacted to certain events mm. and really learn from that. And, and, but the important thing is also, and again, all of this is not like, uh, all of this, I guess, after doing this for a couple of years, comes a little bit more naturally. Part of it is like, what would I do differently next time? Especially if I come across, oh, why did I do that? Uh, why did I say that? What, what would I do differently? Yeah. 
because uh, I think allowing that and putting it to paper, well, in this case, digital paper, uh, you know, helps you commit to it more. I think mm. so. Yeah. So that's about that's about it. I pretty much just go over the day's events, yeah. my thoughts, motivations, uh, what worked, and uh, what would I do differently. Okay. Yeah. And just. To clarify for listeners, the name of that app again? Day One. Day The letter one? Yeah, letter one. Day one, okay, so they can go into their apps and yeah, see it. Yeah. And, and you recommend that? Oh, yeah, I, I love it. Great. I've great. been using it for a couple of years now. So it's like, yeah, you'll see it, like two years worth. Excellent. Yeah. So listeners, um, bestofyou.ph, all the show notes for this episode, yeah. and you'll be able to see the links to those apps that, and all the quotations and book references that uh, Mark shared with us. Excellent. Yeah. I really appreciate that. So, um, you've, kind of, ooh, you've kind of nicely gone into a productivity session, but let me yeah. ask one more question sure. about adversity. And that's adversity from the ones we love. Okay. So, there's a lot of our listeners, and I don't think no one is an exception to this, yeah. who at times get discouraged from what those that they expect encouragement from. Um, maybe it'd be me, a family, family yeah. member, a partner, a brother, a sister. Can you speak to them right now, Mark? What advice, there's no easy answer to this, yeah. but what advice would you give them based on your experience of how to um, overcome that and, move, and continue forward on this, right, on this right path? I have arguments with my wife. I'm sure everybody does. Uh, but I think what has helped us is that We've agreed not to let an argument last until the next day. Uh, so that's a bit that that's the I guess how to put it on a very practical level. Uh, so we just have to agree that any argument that happens within the day or even at night, we have to resolve. If not fully resolve, at least communicate and articulate that very same day because the articulation allows us to. Um, get it out. Yeah. Uh, so that's something. Uh, something we do. Uh, I think the most important thing is really communication. Mm. And I guess I'm very blessed uh, that my wife and I have these like open lines of communication, uh, and that we could communicate without judgment. Yeah. Uh, and so that's been very powerful for us I mean just like last Saturday night we had like an argument uh, but it didn't last very long because then we started really talking about it uh, yeah. and so I think it boils down to empathy mm. and like our communication is not the such that Okay, let me let her speak so I can say my side, or she let me speak so she can say her side. I think what has been working is a form of active listening, wherein we really try to understand where the other person is coming from. Yes, uh, it's not easy. It's not very easy because we're hardwired, I think, as people to assert or like just say what's on our mind, and especially me. Uh, but what has worked is really try to put yourself in the other person's shoes uh, and that kind of active listening and empathy will yield wonders mm. yeah
Excellent. That's a really beautiful um, advice. The part, I, I'm so believing yeah. the power of empathy. Yeah. So I'm glad that you're sharing it. Hey guys, and that concludes part one of our two-part interview with Mark Ruiz. Please go to part two, which is episode number 52, and check out the remaining part of this interview. Very inspirational stuff, guys. See you at part two. Thank you. For more inspiring interviews and motivational messages, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher Radio so you'll get latest episodes in your mobile devices. You can also go to bestv.ph and subscribe to our mailing list and get weekly updates and messages. You can also connect with us by following us on facebook.com slash on Twitter at bestofyou underscore ph or Instagram at bestofyou.ph. And you can also subscribe to us on YouTube for weekly Minute with Mike videos. That's all for now. Again, thank you for joining us here at Best of You, the home of inspiration for Filipinos around the world.